Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhary. I can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 198, we have a special guest, Gabriel Maros. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Gabriel the topic of how do you take an idea and create a business? So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. Hi, Gabriel. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? Hi, Raz- Razel. Um, I'm doing great and happy new year to you. I know this is uh, maybe the first one of the year. I feel special and uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it is a little groomy here down in Connecticut, New York. Yeah. I hope it's better by your side. Yeah. And same to you, like happy new year to you as well, like uh, 2023 and just feel like uh, yesterday, like a time flown, like a whole year, it just gone super quick. And it's an interesting year to be in, like uh, lots of things is going on, lots of sad news, lots of good news, recession is here, there are lots of opportunities in there as well. So it's combined everything like a new, and a lot of people going to lose their job, a lot of people are going to start their businesses. And we have like an interesting topic to talk about, it's like how to take an idea and create in, like a business for yourself. So you've been done that for yourself and you've been really successful at it. So I'd love to know before we get to the point, like how to start a business from an idea, I'd love to know a little sure. bit about your background, like how did you start your business and uh, created your law firm? Sure. So um, by way of background, really, um, I'm originally from France, as you may, you may mm-hmm. still catch a little bit of the French swing here. Um, been in the U.S. for nearly 30 years um and i have to say that from the time i was a little boy growing up i knew i was going to get into business for myself because my dad was an entrepreneur yeah. I, remember, I remember very young um being eight or nine years old my dad kind of uh bringing me in helping me uh learn different things and especially keeping tab on who was getting paid what those kind of things Mm. so i always knew that i was going to be in business for myself i like to say that i am a uh, attorney by trade but a business person by profession by practice by spirit that's really that's really what drives me so my primary trade is that of an attorney Um, all of us have to start somewhere and and I usually advise young people to pick a trade, pre- pick something, pick something mm-hmm. you get good at, and from there you can do anything. Uh, most of most of most of the uh, very successful successful people out there are either something engineer, whatever the name is. They do something first and then they branch out. Yeah. So came to the U.S. Uh, many years ago, uh, more than I like to remember, uh, but nearly thirty years and got into the practice of law, went to school, all those things, the usual. Um, I worked for big firms and then ultimately I knew I was going to strike on my own. Mm-hmm. So I did um, what some of us do. And instead of starting from scratch, I took over an existing practice, a small practice, a one-man shop essentially, and which is one way to get started. And uh, you don't have to start everything from scratch, right? Yeah. So uh, that was uh, 21, almost, yeah, over 21 years, 20 years ago. And from that, we grew. Um, now we we have five attorneys. We have uh, about 15 support staff here in New York City. Uh, and But this is only one of the things I'm involved with. So you're asking about the law firm. I'm talking about the law firm first and foremost. 
but I'm involved with other things. I've gotten in, involved with different um, industries and even now doing other things. So as far as the law firm is concerned, that's, that was my start. Yeah, that's great. And do you, do you like investing on other industries or like are you actively running other businesses? Well, um, being a business attorney, uh, international business attorney, uh, what we do with my firm essentially is help international people like myself yeah. uh, come to the U.S., whether it's entrepreneurs, uh, investors, those sort of things. And in the process, you get exposed to a lot of ideas, a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Um, and if you are smart, you pay attention because uh, you don't know everything. Um, and if, there, if there's anything I learned over the years is that I know very little and uh, I'm humble enough to pay attention to those who know more than I do. So when I see the market moving, I pay attention. And so when I do get involved with other projects, either I invest in capital mm-hmm. or I invest with my expertise. And in some instances, um, I just bought other businesses and grew them and sold them, those sort of things. So. There are different ways to skin a cat, as they say here. Yeah, interesting. And and you've been specializing on like a business attorney, so mm-hmm. all business purposes. And you've seen that you worked with a lot of entrepreneurs yourself, and you've seen a lot of ideas, unique ideas, and they created a business. So mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about that, like how an idea can lead to like a business. A lot of people have got the idea and never executed it. They think or it's never going to work out, like uh, lots of risk involved in it. So if if you wanted to start from scratch, what advice would you give yourself to like for creating an idea to like take into the business? Wow. Um, There are many ideas, many, many, uh, many points I can share. Uh, But the beginning and probably the most important part, I think, is uh, don't get don't get married to an idea. Right. don't get married to it. Ideas come a dime a dozen. Uh, an idea by itself is worthless. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyone can take your idea and run with it if you just sit around. You talked about execution. That's a very good point, Razel. A very good point. Execution is everything. Um, but I will start with you being able to identify a, a, a problem in the marketplace and you bring a solution right so if the problem is big enough uh and you bring a solution whether it's a new solution or you're the first one to bring the solution or uh and an adapted and evolved solution a better mousetrap as they say here in the yeah. us um that's the starting point really uh, if you are just putting a product out or a service out because you 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 think it's good, you feel about it or you're in love with it, you woke up on one morning and you felt, you know, this would be great. Um, success will probably not follow. Mm. So um, I like to think that when I experience a problem, any one of us experienced a problem of any kind, that may be an indication that there is a problem to solve. Right. Yeah. So if you can bring your own unique solution to it, um, that's half of the battle. So f- being able to identify a problem and bring a solution to it, whether it's unique or not, preferably unique, that's it. That's what will be the starting point. 
And then from there, um, I would say, do some research, see what other solutions are out there to the same problem. Mm -hmm. um, what makes you so smart that nobody ever thought of this before, right? Yeah. You know, is it just that you are fooling yourself? You're looking at the wrong wrong direction because there are what 8 billion people out there nowadays right yeah, yeah. and I, I can tell you there isn't one problem that any of us is faced with that's at least one other person is not faced with as well right and none of us is so smart that we come up with things all by on our own when when the light bulb was invented or even the airplane was invented different people around the world were working on the same thing how to fly, right? How to create some an, some kind of a machine to fly? How yeah. to put how how to put light on the streets? So all of us were faced with the issue of flying, or the 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 desire, I should say, of flying. All of us were faced with the desire to have light overnight, and different people were working at the same to solve the same problem. So don't think that your, your idea is unique because you came up with it. So go out there, see what other solutions other people may have come up with. Why did they pursue other solutions avenue and not yours? Mm. Why? So I think you kind of be your own critic from the start. Understand what, what is it that makes your idea so different. And once you understand that, so the first part is being able to identify a problem. Two, what is the solution that you bring? Uh, three, how this solution compares with everything else that's out there. Um, I like to think about, um, uh, is there a marketplace for it? After all, we want to make money, right? We're talking yeah. about making, creating a business from an idea. If there's no market for it, eh, it's a great, it's a great hobby. It would be a great hobby. But hobby, by definition, is what it is. You enjoy what the process, you enjoy what you do, but you don't necessarily try to make money of it. And we are talking here about making money. Uh, there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that, despite what some people may think. Nothing wrong with that. You have to create value to someone in order for them to let go the hard-earned dollar that they have that they have in their pocket. The only way they would do that, except you stealing it, is for you to create enough value for them to release it voluntarily, right? right? So, um, and the value you bring is what the market will pay for. So is there a market for what you have to offer for the solution you're bringing to that problem? Um, and going a little bit back to the problem part, I also um, think about, some people may think, well, how do you identify a, there's, a, there's a problem, right? You're right. An easy way I've observed to um, to identify there's a problem is what do people complain about? Mm. What do people complain about? I don't know. This uh, Uber, for example, people were complaining about taxis not being available when they needed it or not yeah. being willing to go in some part of the city or the whatever. You know, what are people complaining about? If you pay attention to what people are complaining about, that may give you an, an idea about what is the problem you can try to solve. So I yeah, just thought about there that. There's many ways you can find it right now. It's like in social media. 
like you can ask them kind of question people are struggling with them problems like a mm-hmm. reddit quora you can ask them questions like what people are struggling with and you can find like a lot of answers and people give you some kind of ideas and you can ask them on a f- social media like you have like a 2000 of followers on facebook you can ask them like what they're struggling with and they can mm-hmm. give you like this is this problem we are having and you can go through lots of groups right that's right absolutely i mean there's one thing one benefit of social media and uh, the the constant connection we have now to the world is that complainers have a platform yeah yeah complainers have a platform they probably speak louder than everybody else but complainers yeah. have a platform so if you want to know what people are complaining about you can you have places to find out um, so once you have identified the problem you want to solve, the solution you bring, what makes it different from whatever other people came up with as a solution to that problem, um, and then there is a you realize there is a market. How do you know there's a market, really? Uh, I find that it's as simple as putting something out. I like to, to think that your best market research is the market itself. Uh, you can do... I know you can spend a lot of money, as you know, you've been around, you guys have seen what you do. Um, you can spend a lot of money and time trying to analyze the market, the trends and all of that until you put the service or the product out there and the market tells you, I like it or I don't like it. Eh, whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, and I'm a, I'm a data driven person. Sure. I'm an attorney. I like to read, understand things. Yes. But in the world of business, until you have something that people, somebody out there, as I said earlier, is willing to let go of their hard-earned dollar for, well, yeah. you have nothing. You have nothing. So um, what I see from my clients and what I've been involved with, I see that I think the sooner that you can go to market with a, I mean, I'm sure you heard the concept of the minimum viable product or service, um, put it out there, test it. Test the market, see how the market responds. And if the market loves it, that tells you something. If they don't like it, why do they, why do they not like it? What is it about it? Listen to the complaints, <laughs> listen to the, the, the negative feedback. And if you can take those and improve on the service, or the product, whatever you are doing, well, you're better off for it. Put it, put V2 out, version two out. Uh, yep. version 2.0, whatever, put version 2.3, whatever, put it back out there. And um, I, I think most of the businesses out there is just a matter of going from one version to the next, constantly improving on the previous one, right? So that's kind of the the ideas I have when you talk about bringing an idea to market. Um, these are the steps I have followed I see, seen my clients follow those who've yeah. been successful. They keep at it. They keep going. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't work. And I would probably say, once you know it's not working, I started by saying, don't get married to an idea, an idea right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know where I'm going with that. Uh, it's not working. Nothing wrong with putting it to the side and move on. Um, you may remember um, a few years ago when Google came out with the Google Glass, right? Remember that? You know, yeah. oh, they they put probably billions of dollars in research and development in it. They tried it. The market was like, eh, 
didn't didn't take off. Didn't take off. They pulled it out. Of course, they use the technology to get into other things, but it doesn't matter whether you are Google or you are some someone like me, small mm-hmm. guy, just getting started. Don't get married married to your idea. And I think I've seen a lot of uh, people waste years, sometimes decades, trying to pursue an idea that's not going to go anywhere. And if if we have one asset that's as you know that you can't replace is your time and next to time i would say energy mm. yeah right now uh, i'm a little more mature than you are i wouldn't say older but a little bit more mature than you are i would say i probably have less energy than i have than i had 20 years ago um it's a it's a function of biology a function of time passing so if you can if you can be careful where you spend your time and your energy, uh, the better for it. Find a winner as quickly as you can and run with it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, most important thing, like after having like your plan executed, you started the vision, you have to have the kind of uh, vision in order to like where you're heading to, right? Without mm-hmm. like a vision, like you don't know, your team don't know like where you guys heading to and why you're trying to accomplish. That's the market has been tested. You probably tested in a small group and you know, like uh, the product is, or services is validated. And mm-hmm. now you need to take it to the next level. So in order to do the next level thing, like you have to have the kind of vision. And a lot of business owners, they don't have the vision. They don't know what to do, how to execute marketing wise. Right. They don't know like, like who to the market to, like you mentioned before, like without vision, you don't know like who is your market is, who is you going after, who you wants to be and how much revenue you're going to generate, how much members of team you need for your company. So mm-hmm. how important do you think like having a vision for like a startup organization? It's probably everything, at least from the beginning, because mm-hmm. uh, people don't follow someone without a vision, right? Yeah. You know, if you don't have a vision, as you said, you don't know where you're going. And of course, if you don't know where you're going, how do you, how do you inspire other people to follow you? Yeah. What, what, what are they following you for? It's not just for the paycheck. People will follow you or take the paycheck for a while. Mm. But when you are getting started in particular, uh, new startups, uh, tech, whatever, I'm involved with the tech startup and, and I see it, you know, um, if people don't understand what's the ultimate goal in the yeah. process, they will take the paycheck. Sure, it's good. But then when the money runs out or the challenge becomes so difficult, that's when people will bail out. And you yeah. need you need you can't you can't make it by us by yourself. So you need support. You need people to be involved with you. I mean, there's a, a phrase I hear a lot nowadays. Uh, self-made this, self-made mm. that, self-made millionaire, self-made billionaire. There's no such thing. Uh, it's actually, I really don't like to hear it. Nobody's self-made anything, right? Some Somebody, when you were little, had to clean you up. Somebody had to feed you. Somebody had to give you your first shot, your first opportunity. So nobody's self-made anything. So if you go in the process thinking you can do this all by yourself, that's already the, the beginning of the end. I like to say that business is a team sport. Yeah. Business is a team sport. And the sooner you understand that, the better you will perform. So the vision you're talking about, it is essential. And I would I would say not only it is essential for people around you, 
for your ability to build a team, attract talent, attract and retain good people. But even for your sake, for your own sake, you know, what do you get up for? You you get up every day, you, whether you have family, kids, wife, whatever, but you, you do get up, come out of bed, go to bed every single day, move and move and move. What keeps you going? It has to be the vision of a better tomorrow. Yeah. A vision of this idea you had, you are convinced this thing is going to change people's lives. So uh, the vision, you start with that. Of course, you you can't just stay in the clouds, right? Your head's in the clouds all the time. So the vision has to be translated into some kind of plan and then some kind of a um, execution that takes that follows the plan. Mm. But it obviously begins with the the vision, then the goals, then the plan, and then um, all of that is beautiful. But until you execute none of none of that, nothing happens, right? So I think was it Einstein said, until something moves, nothing happens, right? (laughs) Until something moves, nothing happens. So you have to move, make things move. So um, the vision, key. Have it for yourself first, then be able to to pass it on or have people visualize it so that it can be inspired and follow you. You You need a team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Gabriel, we're coming to end of this podcast. It's been a great advice for those who wants to start their own business or want to create a lifestyle. So yeah, thanks for coming today. Uh, if anyone wants to learn more about you and your work or your business, where's the best place to find you? Best place would probably be LinkedIn. Um, I can be found on LinkedIn, uh, Gabriel J. Marbus. Uh, I'm very I'm active on the platform. I think it's probably one of the best platforms out there for business people. And I'm very responsive uh, to messages being sent to me. So feel free to send me a message. And uh, usually within 24 hours, I respond. So uh, uh, feel free to reach out to me. And thank you, Razel. I like what you're doing. I, I've seen a lot of your 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 episodes. Just for you to be already over 100 and plus episodes, I know you're doing something right. So I wish you the best. And continue. Yeah, thank you so much, Gabriel. So it's been a pleasure having you on the show. So I wish you best of luck with your business and personal life and you have a wonderful new year ahead. Thanks for coming today. Thank you. The same to you. Take care. You too. So up, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it. Those who are interested in learning more about Gabriel, go visit his website or you can reach out to him on LinkedIn. And until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.